Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Let's say your small business has a problem. Like maybe one of your doggy daycare customers had an accident. You might say something like, Doggone it! Hi, Chihuahua! Holy schnauzers! But if you need someone who can actually help, just say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there! And get help filing a claim from your local State Farm agent. For your small business insurance needs, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there! Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a friend to join me, and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Today we have such a great show. Um, I sat down with Madison Pruitt-Trout, and she has a new book. It comes out next week, actually, next Tuesday. It's called The Love Everybody Wants. What you're looking for is already yours. And she was just a dear. It was our first time to meet. And this conversation is so great. And I, I want to give a little bit of a precursor to this conversation. As I was talking to Maddie, I kept thinking, this is so great for our women in our lives who are in the season of life of dating. That could be any age. This is not just for 20s, but anyone who's in the season of dating. But I kept going back to every time we would have a conversation about something and say, no, 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 this matters to me too. And I'm married. And so I want you to not think like, oh, this is a conversation for women in their 20s, or this is a conversation for people who are dating. No, this is a conversation for all of us. We talk about what it means to fill our hearts with a love that can only come from God. We talk about what it means to pursue purity. And listen, friends, pursuing purity is not just for our single friends. It's for all of us who are followers of Jesus. And so she's just the cutest. It was so great. Her and her husband live in Waco. And I think you're going to love, love, love this conversation. Guys, we have great interviews coming up. Come back next week. Preston Sprinkles on the show. Gosh, I just had a great conversation with Preston. He has a book that came out uh, recently called Does God Support Same-Sex Marriage? And we have a phenomenal conversation. I love the resources that he creates in the books and stuff. So you're going to love that. All right, you guys, here is my conversation with Madison Pruitt Trout. Madison, welcome to the happy hour. Thank you so much for having me. This is happy and fun. I'm this so is happy and fun. I this know. is happy and fun. And the thing is, every time I interview someone that is so close to me, all I think about is we should actually be sitting down to have a happy hour in person and push record <laughs> on a conversation. That's what I, I wish. know, right? I feel that way after almost every single time I meet with someone like yourself. I'm like, this should have been, I mean, thankfully this one's recorded, but I'll go have dinner and I'm like, this should have been recorded. Uh, we need cameras around at this dinner. This is the good happy stuff. Hours. I know. This is awesome. Okay. Well, introduce <laughs> yourself to my listeners. This is the first time you've been on the happy hour. Yes. Okay. So my name is Madison Pruitt Trout. Just recently got married. So Congrats. adding that, 
new last name, which is so weird. I'm so used to saying Madison Pruitt, but yes, Madison Pruitt Trout. Um, we live, my husband and I live in Waco, Texas. My husband is working as the young adults pastor at Harris Creek. And um, I have uh, written two books now, my second book that's coming out in, I think almost a week. So it's called The Love Everybody Wants. Uh, what you're looking for is already yours. So I'm a writer, speaker, social media influencer. Um, I like to do a little bit of everything. So I, I can't, I don't like being boxed in. I'm like, yeah, let's have fun and let's do it all. I love it. And you guys, uh, your husband, Grant, is that his name? Yes. You guys are in like this beautiful stage of life where you just get to do it all. And, and that's, you didn't ask, but that's my advice is do it all. <laughs> do it yes. all. That's what yes. I like to say. Okay. Now you're not a Texas girl at heart, are you? No, born and raised in Alabama, moved to Texas a little over two years ago. Okay, well, we gladly welcome you, all of us Texans. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's fun. It's good. I'm still getting used to the heat in the summer, but you know, we're rolling with the punches. Listen, it is so hot. Last night, I like to go on. Do you like to go on walks? I love walk. I love sunset walks. Okay. Here you go. I'm a walker. I love going for walks. I like to walk in the morning for exercise. And then I love to walk after dinner. It's just like, it just feels like a thing. Like have dinner, pick up the kitchen and go on walks. We have four kids. And when they were a little bit younger, we would go on family walks like almost every night. Anyhow, we went on a walk last night. And like halfway through the walk, my husband and I are like, we're sweating. Like this is ridiculous. <laughs> but it's like 745 yep. and we're drenched. This is not a cat. This is not a fun casual walk. We're sweating. No, you were getting Welcome a workout on a yep, on a leisure <laughs> walk. You were getting a nice workout and a good sweat. Feels like you're in like a hot works class or something. But I mean, I guess it's okay. good. We we stay this working is, out. This is a side note. Have you done hot works? I have. I have. And do you like it? And you know, we've been, we went for like the first six months of being here. I don't think it's like my thing, but mm -hmm. it is nice. I will say like, I like it for a once a week workout. I don't think I could do it every day, but it is nice for a really good sweat session, get in, get out. Like you can take some of the shorter classes, which is nice. So, I mean, I like it. Okay. Do you do it? I'm asking, well, I'm about to go for my, my, I'm going to go for like a free trial. Oh my gosh. You'll probably love it. I my love husband loved the cycle class. I love to sweat. Like when you're supposed to be yeah. sweating, not on like yes. a casual walk after dinner. Exactly. Like when you're supposed to be sweating, I love to sweat. So I might like no, it. No, it's, it's really fun. It really is a great time. I like that it's like private. You have like your own little like private studio kind of, which is yeah. fun. So yeah, it's nice. Okay. Let me know how well. you like it. I'll let you know how I like the little hot works. <laughs> um, well, I'm glad you're here. Uh, you have a book coming out next week, like we said. It's called The Love Everybody Wants. What you're already looking for is already yours. It's so cute. I love it so much. And I want to ask you this. This is like, you know, you've been married, what, now? It's We're recording this in August. Is October a year or what? Is that what it's going to be? Oh my gosh. Yes. How crazy is that? October will be one year. So right now as we're recording, we actually just celebrated our nine month. Um, so yeah, by the time my, my book is officially out, it'll be, um, t 10 months. So awesome. Yeah. Awesome. A little over 10 months, which is crazy. So I'd love to hear what brought this book around. Like why, why this book and why now? So I actually, the craziest part is I started writing this book really just to encourage myself. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was single and just in a season of being frustrated and battling 
loneliness and not feeling good enough and having thoughts like, what's wrong with me? Am I hard to love? Why is it working out for everybody else? Um, and just really, really struggling with contentment, knowing I needed to be content where mm -hmm. I was, but really struggling with that. Um, and the, the practical side of that when I was seeing everybody else, like get the very thing that I so badly wanted. And so I really started writing this book, um, just from like an authentic journaling <laughs> place of like journaling my own feelings and emotions and encouraging myself with the truth in that season. And it, it really like, I had this transformational moment, nothing, nothing crazy happened, but I just remember one day I was praying and just having this realization of like, I am desiring the right thing. I'm looking for the right thing, but I'm just taking it to all the wrong places. Mm. And I had been looking for this lasting love, this supernatural love, a love that can satisfy and meet my every need and my every desire and make me feel whole and less lonely. But I was looking for it in humanity. I was looking for it in relationships with other people. And it was in that realization where I was like, man, Maddie, only God's love can fully mm. satisfy you and complete you. And then from that foundation, you can begin to build on all other loves, on all other relationships. And so it was like, once I had that moment of realizing I've got to get this foundation straight and I've got to build my life on this point and let the love of Jesus fully fill me and satisfy me, then the rest of my relationships can become healthier and stronger mm. because I'm not coming from this place of lack, but I'm coming from this place of I'm already filled and I'm not looking for someone to complete me. Um, and so that was really what kind of started it. And, uh, and it was interesting too, because I was getting so many messages and DMs from people, you know, asking relationship questions and I'm struggling with singleness. I'm struggling with heartbreak. I'm feeling, you know, rejected. And I don't know what to do with it. And I was like, I mean, same, me too. So like we're in this together. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and what was what was crazy about this book, which is just truly God's grace, is I started writing this manuscript single and then halfway through it, met Grant and was able to really go through all stages of mm. a romantic relationship perspective. And so I was able to come from the perspective of being in singleness, writing on singleness, you know, going through dating, writing on dating, what to look for in a relationship, how to date well, how to date in purity, um, to then engagement and now marriage. And so I've mm. been able to really see it from, from different angles and different perspectives. And so I'm really, really grateful for that because I know when I was, you know, my single self, uh, I really wanted someone to speak to, uh, the, the doubts I was having, the discouragement I was feeling and not someone, I think for me personally, like I wanted someone who could really understand it. And I was struggling reading, you know, relationship books from, you know, 45 year old men who had been married for 25 years. <laughs> and like, and I learned so much from those books and I was so grateful for them, but I wanted a young, you know, girl mm -hmm. to be able to be like, Hey, I get it. And I yeah. get what you're walking through. I get what you're feeling. I get what you're struggling with, but here's the solution. Here's the truth. Um, and so this book isn't a, how to get a boyfriend, you know, it's, it's really to show you how to look to God see yourself and find that deep love, um, mm. no matter our culture's shallow ideas of what love looks like. Yeah. And finding that love that everybody wants is not as complicated as we've made it. It's mm. pretty simple and clear in Matthew 22, 35 through 39, which is the inspiration um, behind my book. And it's, it's an expert in the law asking, you know, asking Jesus, Hey, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus responds to love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. 
And then the second is like it to love your neighbor as yourself. And so I really take those three Mm -hmm. um, principles of just what it looks like to have a healthy relationship with God, a healthy relationship with yourself. And then from that place, begin to have healthy relationships with other Mm -hmm. people. I love it. You know, you you talk about how in the middle of writing this book, you you met your now husband and started dating yeah. and went through all that. I think what's important for what you were saying and even for young women to understand is that meeting your husband didn't solve that first problem that you were having. Like you totally. had to solve that first. And I think so many times, and you may have experience with this, and I know I did, or like... The, the thing is, I was going to say I did younger when I was dating, but I still try to solve that problem with other things now, being married Absolutely. for two decades, you know? And so um, I, I think I'd love to ask you, like, what was it when you when you met your husband? Like, what was different than the other times dating before? Not just him, because that's different for sure, but with you. Like, what was different mm. with you when you met him this when you met him? Oh my goodness. I love this question so much because I do firmly believe that like the healthiest, strongest relationships are healthy and strong before they even begin Mm. because it starts with two healthy and strong individuals, you know, and, and that's what I loved about Grant was it like, like you said, take Grant aside, just the fact that we were both individually wholeheartedly seeking after Jesus. Mm. And we happened to go on a date and see that, oh, you really love Jesus and have strong godly character and want to make a difference, you know, for the kingdom of God. Great. Me too. You know, and that was such a breath of fresh air. But like you said, yeah, it was coming to that place of, I don't need someone else to complete me because I am fully satisfied and content in the Lord alone. And I remember when I was struggling in my season of singleness and my mentor, um, Jenny Allen, you've probably, I'm sure you've talked to her. Um, she's literally the best, but I remember she was talking to me one time and she was challenging me, Maddie singleness is a gift. And she was trying to encourage me, you know, with that. And I remember being so like offended by that. I'm like, no, it's not. I'm like, singleness (laughs) is like, you know, the leftovers in the fridge that nobody wants. Like I I don't, this is if this is a gift, it's the gift I want to give back exchange. I don't want it. And I just remember having, you know, that, that wrestle, but as I just, man, as I began to just like sit on those words and really, you know, take that to scripture, I found so many verses that spoke to what she was encouraging me with of, Mm -hmm. yes, singleness is a gift. And man, I just, I, I see now, even in marriage, like you were, you were alluding to like, when you get married, those same insecurities and struggles and problems and wanting to take, you know, that love that you can only find in Jesus to other things, whether it be, you know, your spouse or your kids or a job or friendships, whatever it may be, it's very easy to try and replace, you know, and get those loves out of order. And it takes intentionality to get those loves in the right order, which was my goal in writing this book. And I think it took a moment of just having mentorship, having community, And really having a a moment where I finally hit like my breaking point of like, I'm tired of doing, you know, dating and singleness Maddie's way. Like it's just Mm. continuing to leave me, uh, leaving me empty and frustrated and confused and just constantly comparing myself to other people. And I just really started praying like that, that quote of like, Lord, I want to be content. I want to see this, Mm. this season as a gift, you know, and I want to find contentment and satisfaction in you alone. So can your love just satisfy me, please? Like, just help Mm -hmm. me, you know, help me to take all these longings to you and find what I'm looking for in you. 
And I just began to see that work. Like I just began to see that prayer being answered and finding full just contentment and satisfaction in Jesus. And then I was, man, then I really started enjoying my season of singleness. And so even when I met Grant, like I was like, I don't know if I'm even ready, (laughs) you know, to start dating. Like I'm loving my season and Mm. I'm so grateful for that. And a lot of that speaks to, you know, having good community around me and having people that also, you know, were able to remind me of who Mm. I am and of God's purpose and calling on my life. And, you know, point me back to that first Corinthians, you know, seven, uh, chapter seven, you know, where it talks about how singleness gives you the opportunity to have undivided devotion to Mm. Jesus. And so I have no distractions. And so Lord, how can I use this season to just have undivided devotion uh, with you and just fully maximize every opportunity you put in front of me in this season? Um, And so that really, it took that perspective and that heart change and then just the people around me to continue to encourage me in that. And then when I met Grant and I saw just the same, you know, the same thing and the same goal and the same vision. Um, we were just aligned, you know, yeah. our, our heart posture was aligned. Our, our affection and love for Jesus was aligned. Our love for people was aligned. Um, we were both confident in who we were. I wasn't looking for Grant to, you know, uh, complete me. He wasn't looking for me to complete him. We both were coming from this place of abundance of Jesus has already completed me. And so anything that you uh, do for me is just going to add to my life. It's not going to complete complete my life. It's just going to complement and add to my life. And we saw that in each other. And so I would say like definitely his love for Jesus and just that he was confident in who he was and, um, and grateful for just what God had done for his life. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. If your small business is booming and ready to expand, you might say something like, It's happening! Yeah! Crushed it. But if you need someone who can actually help protect your growing business, just say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm, he's there! And just like that, your State Farm agent can help you get the coverage you need for your new space. For your small business insurance needs, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I love that so much. And the thing is that as I'm listening to you talk, and I alluded to this earlier, this same conversation is in marriage as well. It just looks different. Like this contentment and this like being fully loved and known in Jesus first, like that is something that we have to battle and and kind of own and live in for the rest of our lives. Married, divorced, widowed, single, whatever it is, it's still there. Um, You know, I'm a mom to four teenagers. And so we are entering into this next stage of life. My first son is heading off to college for the first time in the fall. And so oh my goodness, all of these new things are happening, yep. right? And so as I think about like dating and having conversations like that, as a mom, I'm so grateful for your voice in the world because mm. l- let me give you an example, Maddie. Just the other day, my one of my sons, he's 17, he came to me and he's like, mom, I'm taking vitamins now. And I was like, really? <laughs> And he said, yeah, I'm taking vitamins. And he showed me all these vitamins that he went and bought with his hard-earned money from working at, you know, the store. 
And I and I was like, this is awesome. This is cool. And I was thinking later, do you know how many times I've tried to get that kid to take vitamins? Like his whole life. But he saw somebody on TikTok talk about vitamins. Oh my gosh. And it was an, a- <laughs> it was an athlete. He saw an athlete yep. talk about the vitamins he take. And so now he's on this vitamin regimen. And it got me thinking, man, I'm so grateful for people that my kids can look to and learn to. And mm-hmm. I had I started a new prayer. God, would you put people <laughs> on their phones? <laughs> Telling them the same thing I'm telling them because that's where the kids are looking. And so all that to say, I'm really grateful for your voice and your message as I'm I'm raising teenagers and I have a daughter and all the things. I want to talk to you about this. You talk in your book about as you get into dating life and one of your chapters is called Checking All the Boxes, Dating with Purpose. And you talk about the three C's. Uh, You talk about conviction, character, and chemistry. I'd love if you talk to us about why those three things were important to you in dating. Totally. Well, thank you so much for uh, just your words of kindness. And um, man, I do think that's so important, like what we take in and what we're, you know, who we're following and and what we're looking at so affects our decisions and who we're becoming. And I'm a big advocate of that. Um, I think it's a little, uh, you know, we're probably not going to all just like throw our phones away and delete our social media, (laughs) but we can be intentional with like who we're following and what we're taking in. Um, and that's such a good reminder of that. So thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, this chapter. So what's funny is I actually, so I came off of the bachelor and I started, you know, getting asked by churches to come in and speak. And I had gone through, you know, my version of seminary, I'd gone through Bible college and I had kind of been prepared, but I also was like, this is new. I don't really know, you know <laughs> what I'm doing. And I got asked uh, to speak on relationships. This was the first time I, I'd ever spoken on relationships. I had spoken on faith. I had spoken on, you know, standing up for what you believe in. Uh, but I remember on the, on the way there, cause it was just a Q and a, and so I wanted it to be from the heart, but I also wanted to prepare a little bit. And one of the questions they told me they were going to ask is, you know, what do you look for when, you know, you consider dating someone or when you consider getting married. And as I was just like sitting on the plane, I just started praying through it. And these are the three things that that mm. came to my mind. Um, and it was cool because I I'm such a like words girl. And I love that they all started with C I'm like, Great yes. Job. And amen. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I'm like, it just makes it easier to remember. And I spoke on these three things. And I just remember so many people coming up to me after, and they were like, man, that was so refreshing. It was practical. It was, you know, backed with scripture and they were just like, thank you so much for sharing. And so that actually was, was even part of inspiration of what had me, you know, start writing this book. And so, um, I love this question and the three things, uh, convictions, character, and chemistry, um, convictions really something that is the most important thing to me really is backed by just like their relationship with Jesus and it not being their parents relationship with Jesus and not being, you know, their church attendance, the cross necklace that they wear, the Bible verses they have memorized, you know, um, the good deeds they've done, but truly like, what does their day-to-day relationship with Jesus look like? Mm. Um, is it consistent? Are they, are they following scripture? Are they, you know, filled with the spirit? Are they, um, you know, talking with the Lord day-to-day? What's their prayer life look like? Um, how are they, how are they studying the word and, and what is their language like and what's their heart posture like? I, I think just 
having a man who is led by his convictions and not led by other people or led by even his feelings or his cravings was something that was really important to me. Um, I think it's really easy in today's culture to be led by, you know, uh, what you see around you or what you even feel inside of you, Mm -hmm. but to have, you know, someone that you can find that you can partner with and do life with that is like, no, I'm going to die to my flesh. It's not about me. It's all about Jesus. And I, I want to be led by the spirit and I want to be led by a spirit of conviction in my life. Um, that's really, that was something that was really important to me and something that I've even encouraged. I have two younger sisters and something that I've really encouraged them is like, Hey, find you a man who knows who he is, who Mm. knows what he believes. And he's unwavering in that. Like he knows his convictions. Um, and so that was definitely number one for me. Second is character. Um, I mean, this still kind of goes back to like a man of godly character, but just someone who's a man of his word, um, or men who are listening, a woman of her word, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just someone who follows through with their actions, their, their, their behaviors, follow their beliefs. Like they don't just talk it, they walk it out and, uh, they have good company around them. You know, I, I think that's something that was really important for me is, is a person of strong character mm-hmm. is going to have, you know, strong character around them. They're going to have people that are, you know, making their character stronger and pushing them closer to the Lord. Um, but yeah, just, just those, those good moral, moral things of just, you know, be, be a person of integrity. And then the third one is chemistry. I'm like, that one's not a spiritual, but like, (laughs) (laughs) we got to go together. I'm like, Hey, if I'm going to wake up next to you every day, I want to like, you know, waking up next to you. I want to like what I'm looking at. So that's, that's something that was obviously not a, a deal breaker, obviously not the number one, but it was something that was important to me of just, and I think beyond, you know, physical chemistry, I think of it even in a way of just like, how are, can we be best friends? Like, can right. we go through, can we go through life together? Can you make me laugh? Do you bring joy to my life? Um, do our, do our personalities, like, do we feed off of each other? And, and, and do you add to me? Do I add to you? Just like the, the chemistry um, beyond just like the physical attraction. Uh, was super important to me. So yeah, convictions, character, and chemistry makes it easy to remember. (laughs) You know, I I keep saying things that make me like the old mom here that's been married for 20 years with everything you say. (laughs) But as you're talking about these convictions and character and chemistry, I I just want to be the person that adds to this conversation by saying these things, they truly matter so much because when you commit to someone as you and I are both Christians and people are listening, like you're committing to this covenant, like yeah. I'm going to be with you forever. Convictions and character, chemistry also matters, yes, but I want to stick here. Convictions and character, like that determines the type of person you're marrying. And so if, if people are in these dating relationships and you would say the same thing and they're feeling some red flags, I want you to speak to that because so many people, I talk to young people and they're like, well, this is here but I'm sure it will get better after we get married. Totally. And oh my I, gosh, I've, I've done that. <laughs> right. But but I want you to speak to the person who's in the dating relationship. I could speak to someone who's already married, but we're not going to do that. But who's in the dating relationship, what about these red flags? Like, what do we do with them? Why are they important? How should you go through that? Talk talk to that girl right now. Totally. Um, man, I love this question so much because that has been me so many times of like seeing red flags and then just excuse after excuse. You're just like, no, I, it's fine. It'll get better. Right. Um, you know, I, I don't need to, I don't need to worry about this. He'll grow, he'll change. Um, and I just, 
man, I just remember like being in that season. And when I, so when I was writing about this again, it was from a place of like experience. (laughs) Um, and just like learning, you know, what happens when you let those red flags just continue. Mm. Um, and I, I wrote, you know, something similar along the lines of like the red flags you tolerate or ignore at the beginning, lay a foundation for the kind of relationship that you're going to build. And so if you allow those relation, those red flags to just continue and continue, that's going to be the foundation for your relationship. Mm. And so paying attention to those checks in, in your spirit and the hesitations that you're feeling. Um, anytime you feel like you're having to like overly justify why you're in a relationship with someone. Um, anytime you feel just a restlessness and a lack of peace, but you're trying to like run from it, like lean into that because Mm. your heart is trying to tell you something. The Holy spirit is trying to speak something. Um, and so, yeah, some of the red flags that, you know, I, I wrote about or, you know, when your values and your beliefs aren't compatible, um, I, I think that definitely happens a lot of times and maybe not even in the in the realm of like believer, non-believer, but even in the realm of like, you know, uh, new believer with like totally different convictions versus, you know, someone who's been walking with the Lord for a long yeah. time with strong beliefs and convictions. And, you know, that's, I, I've had that situation where I wasn't necessarily dating a non-believer, but, you know, even on reality TV, like yeah. <laughs> I've had situations where we were on totally different, you know, spectrums and, um, our, our beliefs and values didn't fully align. Um, another red flag, you know, was, the one you kind of alluded to, which is dating potential, you know, dating, dating someone for who they could be, um, and not who they are right now, hoping that something will change, hoping that something will get better. Um, I think another red flag is, is I kind of spoke to this earlier, but when behaviors don't align with beliefs Mm. and so things are talked about, but they're not followed through with action. Um, and so, yeah, I really speak to these of just, man, be, be alert. Like you don't have to follow the whole, you know, uh, you know, quote, that's like, love is blind, right? Right. You don't have to, you don't have to date blind. Like you can date with your eyes and your heart, um, clear, uh, with vision, Mm. eyes open, um, heart set on Jesus. And you can know exactly, you know, what your standards are and what your non-negotiables are and what you're not willing to settle for. Um, and again, it took some trial and error in my life, but I finally got to a place where I was like, okay, no, I'm done. Like I'm done tolerating red flags. I'm done trying to pull someone else up. I'm done trying to, you know, help someone else's character, uh, get better. Like, I, I mean, obviously in marriage, like it is iron sharpening iron, but you don't want to missionary date, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to date someone just like hoping that you don't want to date someone for their potential, hoping that it'll get better and hoping that they'll become the person you want Mm -hmm. them to be. Um, I think it's dangerous when we enter into relationships, hoping we can fix someone or change someone. Um, And so, yeah, I speak all on this because I see it happen left and right. I've seen it happening in my own life. Um, And so, yeah, I would just say like, be, be really alert and aware when those red flags start popping up and, and kind of lean, lean into those and pay attention to like what your people are saying around you too. That was yeah. something that I remember when I, I was dating a guy, um, and, and I, I really liked him. I really wanted it to work, but there were a couple things, um, and a lack of peace. And I remember my, my mentor and my best friend were both like break up with him in the relationship. This is not God's best for you. And I was like, 
Okay. There it is. <laughs> and, and it aligned with the word and it aligned with, with what I was feeling in my spirit. Obviously I wasn't just like, okay, you said I need to do it. Yeah. I need to do it, you know, totally. but it aligned with what I had been feeling. It aligned with what God's word had been speaking to me. And so I, you know, that was kind of the extra push that I needed. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, pay attention even to like what your people are saying. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. If your small business is booming and ready to expand, you might say something like, It's happening! Yeah! Crushed it. But if you need someone who can actually help protect your growing business, just say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm, he's there. And just like that, your State Farm agent can help you get the coverage you need for your new space. For your small business insurance needs, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know, I think like the reason that these things when you're when you're willing to pay attention to red flags, it remind it makes me think of two things that we've been talking about today, Maddie. Is that you had a point, and I think this is good for Christian women to think about. You had a point where you were willing to say, "All the love I need is from you, God. Like you give me everything I need." And you got to a point where you had to say, "I'm content in my season." And what yeah. I find the most is when women are not content in their season and they're asking someone else to fill the hole in their heart that only God can, that's yep. when these red flags, they do not pay attention to them. They're Absolutely. willing to let things go because they want that love so deeply. And it's a love that that person can't give them. It's like, yeah. a, it's a hole that they can't fill. Um, and also they want to be loved and married so badly Yep, that they're willing to say, well, it's not that big of a deal. It's okay. And I can yeah. say as someone who, when I was 21, called off an engagement. And I'm so like, now that I've been married to my husband, which was not that guy for 22 years, <laughs> yeah. I can say I'm so grateful. But I also can say that like in the moment, which I would still say that breaking off that engagement was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my entire yeah. life because I did love this guy. I mean, I was willing to marry him. I did love him. Yeah. But also when I did it, Maddie, I remember feeling so much power, not in like, I'm a bad A woman, <laughs> yeah. but in like a, maybe I felt that too. I don't know. But I, yeah. I felt this like this power of like the Holy Spirit, like, yes, God, I'm willing, I'm willing to say no to something that I kind of, that I do want. I did want to marry him, yeah, but I'm willing to say no to it because I don't think it's the best thing. Mm. And you can walk away from situations like that. You might feel sad. You might feel upset, but also you can feel like, you know what? Like I'm doing what God wants best for me. And, and I know that you've probably had situations like that, but these red flags matter so totally. much. Totally. Oh my gosh. I, I feel like I have experienced heartbreak and rejection, um, in many ways and even on national television for a lot of people to witness. And man, there's so many pressures. I didn't that see it. With. If that makes you feel better. <laughs> that doesn't, 
does make me feel better. <laughs> um, yeah, man, we we settle for so many reasons. You mm-hmm. know, I think we we settle because we're tired of waiting. I think we're we settle yeah. because we're afraid of being alone. Um, we settle because we feel pressure. We settle because we see other people getting what we want, and so we just think, okay, then I might as well do it. Um, we settle because we don't feel worthy or good enough. We settle because we are trying to people please. I mean, there's so many different reasons um, that we settle, and 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 like you said, man, it's what is so hard for me is when I read that Ephesians 3.20 verse and it speaks to like God has immeasurably abundantly more than we could ever ask, think, or imagine available to us. Mm. It strikes something inside of me that I'm like, man, I just want people to understand and know that Man, he, one, yes, he alone satisfies, but two, like, why would we settle for anything less than his very best? Mm. You know, why would we give excuses and try to justify and be content with settling when God's best is available to us? And so that is something I am, I am so passionate about um, because those desires aren't wrong. Like, it's mm-hmm. not wrong to desire to be with someone that loves you and someone that can, uh, you know, be good company and make you better. And it's just where you take those desires and and where those desires fall in line with your desire for the yeah. Lord and knowing yeah. that the Lord is the one who, like we've continued to say, just fully completes and satisfies. And then from that place, you're able to any other relationship, it just adds to your life. It just complements your life. Like it's not completing in any way. Um, but man, that is, that is something I'm very passionate about is, is for especially, uh, you know, young women that I try to my very best to encourage, like you can have high standards, you can know your worth, you can know who you are in Christ Jesus. And you don't have to play games and play hard to get, but in a way you just are hard to get because you know who you are in Christ. And so oh, not I love just anybody that. gets you, you yeah. know, like not just anybody gets to have you, you know, your value, you know, your worth, and you refuse to settle for anything less than God's very best for your life. I love it. You don't have to play hard to get, but you kind of are hard to get. I like that. Yeah. Because <laughs> you have better for you. You talk in here about purity, and I think that that is um, a conversation that can be difficult for some people. I'm 45, yeah. grew up in what we would call the purity culture. It was kind of jaded a little bit and all the things, but yet there is a pretty high standard that God calls his followers to follow with purity. Yeah. And, you know, Jesus kind of takes it to the next level like he always does. And he's like, hey, you've heard it said that if you commit adultery, and he's like, but I say, yeah. If you even think about another woman. And so we see this high, high value that mm. Jesus puts on our life regarding our purity of our mind, yeah. of our heart, of our body, of all the things. Mm. And so you were pretty vulnerable in here about purity. And I think that it's a conversation that young people are scared of a little bit because there's yeah. this idea of like, well, you want me to have chemistry with someone. So shouldn't we figure out how far <laughs> that chemistry goes? Totally, totally. And it's like my own body. I can do whatever I want. It's 2023, all the things. What is your encouragement? for people to actually value purity the way that God does. Who I love this because man, this is something that needs to be talked about more. Um, gosh, I have so many thoughts. I, I think for me, one of the first thing that comes to my mind is it is, 
it is not a restriction. It is, this is God's calling for our life, not to withhold and restrict us, not to punish us, um, but to protect us Mm. and to give us what we were made for. Like we were created in love for love. We were created to be holy and blameless before God. And there is so much to, uh, there's so much blessing and protection and, and just love and grace that comes with walking in your true God given calling, which is to be pure and blameless and holy and to pursue a lifestyle of purity. And I think so often we do look at it as like it's rules, it's mm-hmm. restriction, it's regulation, it's religion, it's all these things. And it's, it's all the bad. Right. And it's like, man, no, there's so much good. It's good. Like it's so good. And for someone coming from someone who I chose to save myself for marriage, I chose to wait until I got married, um, you know, to have sex and to have all sexual acts and to keep that within the context of marriage. I am so grateful. Like I chose the words on my, on my veil for my wedding worth the wait, because man, it was so worth it in Mm. every aspect beyond just purity, physical purity, but like it just pursuing purity. It protects your peace. It protects Mm. your purpose. It protects your calling. It protects your joy. It gives you this ability to be so confident. And I Mm. think about in Matthew five, how it talks about the pure in heart, blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. Mm. There is this even ability to know God on a deeper level when you're walking in full purity. Mm. And I've seen in my life, you know, I even talk about in the book when I was young and I was uh, 13, 14 years old, exposed to pornography and so many different things happening around me, pushing boundaries in, you know, in relationships with guys that I was dating in high school and just what that robbed me from. Like mm. it, it stole from me. It didn't add to me, even though this whole mantra of like freedom means I can do whatever I want with my body. No, that was not that I didn't find freedom. I found bondage when I, when I chose to do whatever I wanted with my body and I chose to go against God's call for my life, I didn't find freedom. I found shame. I found bondage. I found just confusion. I didn't feel confident in who I was, but when I got serious about my purity and I chose to pursue it with everything in me, I found freedom. I found Mm -hmm. joy. I found purpose. I found confidence. There was no shame. I Mm -hmm. found there was an innocence about me. Um, and, and just a, even in marriage, like Mm -hmm. we talk about how that's not, this isn't even just a conversation, you know, for singles and and dating. This is a conversation for, for married people (laughs) now being married. I'm like, I'm still pursuing purity. My husband and I are still pursuing purity. We're still having conversations, you know, around it and trying to pursue it with all of our hearts. And so, man, this is a calling for all believers, no matter where you are in your stage of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a calling to something. It's not a restriction from something. And so I think good. that's something that we need to understand and believe and see that God is not trying to restrict us and God mm-hmm. is not trying to withhold from us, but he's actually trying to give us his yeah. very best yeah. and his very best is his word and his word is life and his word is the way and his word is truth. And in his truth, we find freedom. And apart from that, we're not going to find what we're looking for. Mm. And so for me, like doing it the world's way, trying to do whatever I wanted with my body, trying to follow culture, trying to follow what media and music and all of these things were telling me, man, it did not, it did not Mm. lead to freedom and it did not lead to fulfillment. It led to the very opposite. And so 
and following and following the Lord and following His Word, um, that's where I've been able to find uh, true freedom and just do relationship God's way. And it's so worth it. Like that's just something I would just encourage so many people listening to. Is just like it, I'm not saying it's easy. It's not right. easy. Right. <laughs> it's not easy in any way. Um, man, I had to get so serious about it. Like what you know, once I was exposed to pornography, like that was something that I really. It was hard. Like it took yeah. years to really work through, and it took confession. It took boundaries. It took intense actions um, for me to really bring people into that and have accountability. And then even in dating, like having to have people around me to ask me the hard questions. Even when I started dating Grant, I had my roommate say, Hey, every single time we go on a date, I need you to text me. And then when I get home, I need you to ask me, you know, if we were good, if we pursued purity, you know, how, how we honored God with our, with our words, with our bodies, with our actions, like ask me the hard questions. And that was so helpful having that sense of accountability and then just knowing my why, like why, Mm -hmm. why am I pursuing purity? Um, it's not coming from a place of trying to people, please. It's not coming from a place of trying to earn God's love. It's not coming from a place of trying to, you know, have this perfect reputation or follow this religious mantra, but it's coming from a place of, I want to honor God with my life. I want to, I want God's best for my life. I want to know God more. Um, and when it comes from that place, it's a lot easier to, to make it a priority in your life. It's so great. And I'm so glad you said, like you and Grant are married for almost a year. You're still pursuing this. And I and I think too, like, man, if I look back on the relationship that my husband Aaron and I had, and we had a, a great dating relationship, and I always think, man, I want to marry a man who was willing to pursue purity in our dating because guess what? 20 years in, four kids later, two yep. careers, 45, sickness, all the things. I still want to know, man, I my husband has a track record of pursuing purity. I can yep. trust that track record today. Yep. And I think it's important. It's so important to look at, man, who is this that you're dating and what does their purity look like? Because that yeah. doesn't you don't stop struggling with purity when you say I do. Exactly. There's exactly. more ways and there's more things. And yeah. so it's important. Um, Maddie, I'm gonna call you Maddie. We're friends now. Look at us. <laughs> uh, great job. Really, really, really love this. I can't wait for my daughter and uh, lots of women to take this in. And really, I love that you started out saying, hey, there's this love that I had to find first before Mm -hmm. I could feel anything else. And so super, super proud of you and this book. Um, I'd love to hear from you. What are you reading these days? So I am currently reading uh, Jonathan Pakluda. Why do I do what I don't want to do? So um, good. It's so good, man. It's it's so so good. Again, it just goes back to your why uh-huh. um, and and just your convictions and knowing the truth. And so that's been super good, super encouraging. Um, I actually just started reading. If you, I'm sure you've heard of the Pilgrim's Progress, mm-hmm. um, and that has been that has just like fired me up and just uh, ignited a newfound just purpose and eternal perspective um, of just how do I make every moment matter and how do I make it all about Jesus. Mm. Um, And so that's been, those have been kind of my two, my two books lately. I love it so much. Well, thank you for coming on the happy hour. And if I'm ever in Waco, we'll have to get together and um, have a happy hour. And I'd love to meet you and your husband. So thanks for coming on the happy hour. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. The Happy Hour is produced and hosted by myself, Jamie Ivey, with assistance from Nikki Ogden and Ashley Caldwell, and the show is edited by Jason Talley. 
Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. If your small business is booming, you might say, but you should say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And we'll help your growing business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.